Hi guys and welcome to the second part of the three-part series that uh, I'm putting together here on Candor Connects uh, with a, a view to helping you uh, or helping anyone you know get back into work. Um, firstly, just wanted to start off by saying a big thank you to everyone who sort of liked and shared and commented on the first part of this, which was putting a CV together. I had some really nice comments, some really great feedback, uh, and it's obviously uh, inspired me to carry on and do the second part. Now, this second part is going to be all about the job application process. Uh, as a brief sort of recap in um, the CV um, part, part one, I sort of went through how you put together a base level CV. Uh, and I referenced quite a bit in that video about how we start with that when we uh, we move on to the job application process and then maybe tweak and tailor it to each role. So that's what we're going to look at now. Um, so once you've got your CV together, you, you've got to look, obviously, at getting it out there. Uh, and the first thing is, is where to look. Now, um, I'm a bit a bit old and a bit old school. And, and back in the day, the Internet didn't even exist. But nowadays, that's that's literally where you'll find most, if not all, of the available roles. So whether you look on websites um, such as Read, uh, Indeed, Jobsite, Monster, uh, LinkedIn, which is a huge networking site, uh, especially uh, in the tech industry. But um, whether you go on those sites or even specialist job boards for your particular industry, uh, again, as I mentioned before, I'm, my background's in tech recruitment, so I apologize if I sort of end up going back to that. I don't mean to. This this should be available for all. But um, there, there's obviously specific websites that I work with, um, like CW Jobs and, and things like that for, for tech guys. Um, but for you, for you in your industry, there may well be specialist job boards and, and you may well know where they are. If you don't, um, it's pretty easy to investigate them. Google's a great tool. Um, you know, everything is, is in Google. So um, investigating which of the specialist job boards for your specific industry uh, is not too hard to do. Networking, you're probably um, coming out of a role or in roles where you know people that you've worked with in the past or currently who may know of opportunities in your market and your industry. And if they don't, they may well know of other companies who are recruiting or other um, people they've worked with who are. So by all means, make sure you network, make sure you let everyone know who you've worked with in the past or within your sector, let them know that you're looking. Um, for example, on LinkedIn at the moment, they brought this thing in where you can put a green board around your profile picture, which basically lets the world know that you are in the market for a position. So make sure you use your contacts that you've built up over the years to help you uh, help you find a job and make sure they know that uh, that you are on the market. And finally, I, I think this still exists to some degree, but maybe less. Um, the printed press, local newspapers, jobs. Uh, jobs pages, all this sort of thing. I think, you know, I'm pretty sure they still exist. I'm sure in the MEN, um, Jobs Northwest, don't even know if that's still going, but um, you will see jobs out there that, that could be of interest. So do keep your eye on that. Okay, so how to look for a new role. General rules when searching for a new job. The first thing I always sort of say to people is start strict, start your search very narrow. Where's, what's the best sort of role for you? The best role uh, location for you, the best salary fit for you in terms of IT, I guess the best technical fit for you. Um, start narrow and see what's out there. There could be six, eight, ten roles that immediately tick every single box. Have a have a sort of wish list, if you like, of what the ideal role looks like and see if they're out there. They may well be. You can always expand your search and lessen your criteria as you move forward if, if the ideal role for you isn't out there, but you may as well start narrow and see if it is. 
and also value your skills. I know at the moment the world's an upside down place, as we've mentioned, and uh, people have been put in situations they didn't think they'd find themselves. That can lead you to, to sort of looking at any job. Try not to do that, especially when it comes to salary. I know everyone has sort of um, financial obligations and I've never been someone to sort of tell people um, what they should do and what they need to do in order to meet those. And I, I, I think it's, it's, it's not my place or anyone else's place to do that. But try not to undersell yourself financially. A, because hopefully you won't have to. Um, B, because longer term it can, can have a negative effect, effect. And C, potential employers look at that and are going to be wary, you know. If you were on 20,000 before and you're willing to accept 13, 14,000 now, it, it brings up questions as A as to why, but B to a potential employer, they might think, well, what happens if the market improves or they get approached about a job that's back at their previous salary? Are they just going to leave straight away? So just be really careful about, about that. I get that, you know, if you need a job, any job, the temptation is to do it, but try and avoid it if you can. Okay. So once you've identified some roles that you want to apply for, we then go back to our CV, the base CV that we talked about in the last um, in the last one of these podcasts. And my advice to you is always review the CV before they do. So when you look at your CV and you look at a role which you can do, maybe even standing on your head, you want to make sure that they're going to see that from your CV. So what are they going to pick up on in your CV that correlates to the role they're recruiting for? So where are your strong skills? Do you have the strong skills they're looking for? If you don't have all the skills, they're going to pick up on it. So pick on it before them and cover that off in, in, in your CV. Where have you used the skills that they're looking for? When did you use the skills? How long have you used the skills? Um, all these sorts of things. Look at your jobs. Have I had multiple jobs? Explain it away. We covered this off a little bit last time. Is there any gaps in your education or your career history? Cover that off before you apply. Where are you based in relation to that role? This is really important as well. They may question if you live 15, 20 miles away from this role, how are you going to get there? How are you going to commute? Is it viable for you? Cover it off. And the way to cover it off is either A, tweak your CV a little bit to highlight these things, or B, and possibly easier to do and, and, and a better bet, is write a cover letter. Write a cover letter with your CV, either at the top of your CV or as a separate attachment, or even in the body of the email you're going to send to cover off those elements. Explain why you're applying for this role. Explain why you're a good fit for this role. Cover off anything that you think they might pick up on that is your, your strengths, obviously. Emphasize your strengths. Don't just steer away from those. But cover off any weaknesses, you know. If you don't have experience in one of the key skills that they're looking for, explain why that wouldn't be a problem. Have you used something similar? Have you worked uh, in a similar role with, with different skills which are not exactly the same, mean that cross-training into certain elements of, of the role that they're looking to fill wouldn't be a problem. It'd be an easy fit. Cover off any career gaps before they notice them. Cover off any location issues that uh, they may bring up. And just really sell yourself into the role. There's two reasons to do this. Firstly, you grab their attention. And secondly, other people aren't doing it. And that's that's the biggest reason of anything. Because if you're applying for a role where there's five, ten, you know, I've heard of 50 applicants for roles. Immediately make yourself stand out. Second thing, a lot of these job application websites, it's all automated. You have to sign up. That's great. If you can avoid doing that, I would. If there are contact details on these roles from the client or the recruitment agency in some cases, 
give that give that client or recruitment agency a call. Ask if you can't send your CV direct. Firstly, you know it's going to get there straight away and it's going to go directly into the inbox that you want it to. Uh, and secondly, I, I'm never quite sure about the delay in going through these company websites, these sorry, these um, these job boards, these job sites. Does it go straight away? You want it to make sure it goes into the inbox of the person that, that needs to read it and it's not going to get filtered through a system. So if if you can, give them a quick call. You may well end up getting through to the hiring manager itself, in which case then you have a great opportunity to speak to them and sell yourself in verbally. And it also shows initiative. Um, if you're not comfortable with that, send your CV, but then definitely 100% call after you've sent your CV. You want to make sure it gets there. You want to make sure it's not disappeared into a junk file or it's stuck in any sort of system because I've hear, I hear day in, day out when people think they've applied for roles and they say, did you get my CV? No. When did you send it? Oh, a week last Thursday. No, we've not had it. Do you want to resend it to me directly? Or here it is in my junk file. You want to make sure that your CV is in the running for a job. So send it and follow it up. Speak to the, Ask to speak to the manager ideally just to say, can I just check you, you've got my CV? If they say yes, why not ma maximize that time and say, okay, have you had a chance to review it? Is there any initial thoughts on it? it separates you immediately and builds up an immediate rapport with the employer at the other end of the phone. And like I say, you put a voice to the CV and other people aren't doing it. You can always set a read receipt for your email. So when you do send your application, you will get a notification when it's been received and read in inverted commas. I say in inverted commas because read receipts don't mean that the person's read it. Read receipts mean that they've got your email and they've clicked, yes, I've received it. So Again, it's always worth following it up verbally and showing the initiative. If you are applying to a job through a recruiter, whether you've seen a recruiter's ad or they've rung you about a job and they say they're going to represent you with a role, maximize their expertise. And I say it slowly because some recruiters don't have any. So make sure you fully utilize them. Maximize the service they offer, but at the same time, ensure that they're going to represent you for that role in every bit as as well as you would represent yourself. Ensure they're doing a good job selling you into the role. Ensure they're supporting you. Make sure they're giving you all the details you need about the role, the company, the um, location, the conditions, the salary, the benefits, all these things. Make sure that they're representing you in a, a professional manner and giving you the best opportunity to get an interview. Make sure your expectations are going to be managed and manage your own expectations. Make sure you're aware of the process, especially if you've applied to several opportunities. Be organized, make sure you know what's going on with each of those opportunities. When can you expect to hear feedback? When are they looking to interview? Arrange yourself and organize yourself to the point where if you've not heard feedback by the day you're expecting it, chase it up, follow it up. Get commitment from the recruitment agency, get commitment from the company you've sent your CV for. And if you don't have that commitment matched, Follow it up. You don't want there to be an issue whereby your CV is going to miss. Uh, and also, most importantly, if your CV, for whatever reason, hasn't been selected, you want to know why. And this is really key, especially when you deal with recruiters. I do try and wave the flag for recruitment agencies because technically, uh, or not technically, I am a recruitment agency and I do work in recruitment. But I know that there are some recruiters who, once your CV is deemed not as not suitable, they're not going to go out of their way to chase you uh, and give you some feedback. Make sure you get that feedback. Firstly, you may be able to turn a decision around. If it's a job you were really keen on that you thought you were a really good fit for and your CV is rejected, 
You want to know why, because you can potentially come back on it. If a, a client has, uh, a company has said, I don't believe that you have enough experience in this area or that area, you can go back and say, well, maybe my CV doesn't highlight it. And maybe to be honest, I've not emphasized it enough, but I do actually. And I'd like to get the opportunity to talk you through that. If you just accept a no, you'll never know why. If they've got a legitimate reason for rejecting you, learn from it. You know, what can I do to improve my skills in those in that area? Don't accept carte blanche, especially recruitment agency nonsense, such as had stronger CVs. We've, we've received stronger CVs than yours. What does that mean? Tell me why. In what way were they stronger? You've not got enough relevant experience. Again, explain. I don't understand. I believe I have. Your skills aren't strong enough. Okay, why not? You know, make sure you dig in. It's important. You know, this is this is your career. And, and at the end of the day, you, you want to learn from it. So even if the, the, the rejection feedback is legitimate and you ultimately end up agreeing with it, you want to learn from it. So make sure you chase this stuff up. And especially with recruiters, if a recruitment agency who's representing you says they'll get you feedback and doesn't and, and doesn't ultimately get you feedback that you're happy with. And again, I'm breaking the code of conduct here. Ring the client, ring the company and speak to them and, and, and hear it from yourself. You, you know, you want to make sure that that you've you've been represented well for a role. If you're not going direct, again, many of you out there will go direct, but don't get me wrong, a good recruitment agency is worth their weight in gold. They can legitimately help you. If the recruitment agency has got a good relationship with the company you've applied to and knows the managers and can highlight your skills and get you across and can actually help you in the interview process, which is, is the next podcast I know, they can genuinely offer value to you, use them, maximize them, but at the same time, ensure they're working for you. And with regards to any direct applications, go through the process proactively. Do not send CVs, wait to see what happens and carry on in that nature. And if you can, try not to apply for a gazillion roles. You're underselling yourself more than likely. You'll lose control of what's happening. Um, and it ultimately doesn't do you any good in the long run. And I get, again, another caveat. I get that's dead easy to say from me sitting here, who's got a job. I understand that people are under pressure, especially at the moment. And hey, don't get me wrong, take a job if you need to, to get you through with a view to getting the job that you really want in three months, six months, whenever, hopefully shorter than that. And if that, if you have to do that, then fine. But ultimately, when going for a role that you genuinely want, make sure you're proactive about it and make sure you're selective about it and don't undervalue yourself. undervalue yourself. That's my advice for applications. In the next episode, we're going to talk about once you have sent that really great CV with a great kick-ass um, application supporting letter and you've chased it up and the interviewer has fallen in love with your CV, you built a rapport on the phone, you, they invite you in for an interview. The next version of this podcast, part three, is going to be preparing yourself for the interview and making sure when you go in there, you represent yourself well and ultimately get off of the job. Thanks a lot for listening again, guys. Bye-bye.